Welcome to Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast, a podcast for resilient entrepreneurs. I'm Katrina Thomas, your host, and today my guest is Sabrina Rosenberg, an owner of Childhood Store, a company that creates beautifully designed, environmentally friendly crayons for kids. In 2020, Sabrina decided to leave her job. Uh, she worked uh, in events and catering for 15 years, but she bravely decided to give entrepreneurship a go. And today she's sharing her story. And we're live. Hi, Sabrina. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Uh, thank you so much for coming to this podcast. Thank you for having me. No, great. Um, yeah, just, just to get into the core of this discussion, which is your entrepreneurial journey. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background? Um... Of course. So I actually graduated from Drexel University, which is in Philadelphia, um, and I graduated with a hospitality major. So after that, for about 15 20 years I have been doing event planning. Um, so from all ends of the spectrum, I started in restaurants and hotels and then moved my way through event companies, uh, doing really high-end event companies and then starting people's catering for them depending on where I was living at the time. Um, I lived in Baltimore, originally grew up there in Baltimore, Maryland, and then I moved to Atlanta where I spent about 11 years there, really growing my career in hospitality and event planning and business. And then I had kids. Um, so I have two young, small kids. I've got a three-year-old and an eight-year-old and they keep me incredibly busy. Um, and when my daughter was five, um, I got pregnant with my son and we were still living in Atlanta at the time. And at that time I worked for a very high-end event company, um, doing, um, celebrity events, designing events, all kinds of fun, amazing things. And I realized very quickly that the lifestyle that I was living was not conducive for kids. <laughs> um, so my parents actually live in Florida, South Florida. Um, so my husband and I actually decided to move to South Florida and be closer to family, actually just to have a little help more than anything else. Um, so when I moved to Florida, I actually continued doing my event planning, um, worked for a couple different companies down here, um, ended up realizing that that was not what I wanted to do anymore. I loved what I did. And at the same time, I was miserable. I worked seven days a week, sometimes 16, 18 hours a day. It was, um, it was a life and it's, it's a life you either choose to love and go with it. And people say you're crazy to be in the hospitality industry, but I, I realized that yes, I'm crazy, but I also realized that I wanted to spend more time with my family. Um, so in February, well, I Given COVID, it was the right choice. <laughs> Hindsight, I actually made the right decision. I didn't realize it at the time. It was very petrifying, but I decided to leave all of that in February, right before COVID hit. Um, and I was going to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life that I could still be a mom um, and still be around for my family and see my husband more and have fun with my kids and have weekends that I could spend. And that wasn't something I had previously had 
prior to that. Um, so yeah. I left. And as soon as I did, um, my sister, who owned a company called A Childhood Store, she had actually started it in 2012. Um, she um, was needing assistance. She had actually been approached by Whole Foods um, about selling some of her crayons there. Um, and she had asked if I wanted to join her with the company. And it was a perfect opportunity for me to try something completely different, completely out of my realm, something I had never done before, but it was exciting. So I jumped on board and we started going with it from there. Um, yeah, I, I saw the video on your website. Uh, was it you making crayons? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so from hospitality to making crayons, it's it's very creative, right? It's so very creative. Are you a creative person? Very much so. So in, in a lot of what I did in event planning was event design. So I actually took a large scale of designing people's parties, their sets, uh, depending on if I was working with a movie or working with, you know, a wedding or a bar and bat mitzvah or whatever it may be. I took all of that and took their vision and actually got to design it and then came to fruition at the end of it. So they got to see it in life. So in some ways, what I did was very creative in, in terms of designing that. And so it kind of took over the creative and I love anything creative it actually is my passion uh food is my love and my passion so kind of creating food and design out of that and and that's something i do just kind of as a side thing more than anything else <laughs> yeah because this crayons they also they're like 100 natural right you use uh, correct they are just they are three ingredients so it's actually soy soy wax beeswax and a non-toxic uh tempura powdered pigment um, so that's what brings the color into it. And that is all that I have in the crayons. So they're very much a little bit more of a pastel blend type crayon. They're a little bit softer than what you think of, of a traditional crayon. Um, but because of that, when you mix the colors, it actually blends the colors almost sort of like paint um, when it does it. So it actually comes out very vibrant and beautiful in terms of that. It's very different, but it's also for being a mom and, and, with kids, it's my son loves to put things in his mouth or things, places they shouldn't be. And so it's it's a less of a fear of, of knowing that if they put it in their mouth, it's not toxic. It's not going to hurt them. Obviously, you don't want to eat wax, but it's not going to hurt them under any circumstances. No, I think it's a great idea, especially today. We have increasing awareness of all these chemicals and impact Correct. of chemicals on health and I guess a lot of moms, they, they want something natural for their kids to play with. And they want, especially crayons, like you said, you know, I've got a four and a half year old. <laughs> He's, well, yes, he, he puts everything in, in his mouth. <laughs> yes. But you took over the ownership uh, of the business. Uh, when did you join? Did you uh, join uh, in February this business? I joined in the end of February. I started doing that with my sister. When I left my corporate job, it was in the beginning of February. I took a couple weeks off. Um, I had been working like a crazy person for years and years, and it was just nice to take a couple weeks to myself. Um, but then I joined my sister in the end of February, and then COVID hit March 15th, I think is when everything started to shut down here. Um, so in March 15th, I had actually planned to go visit my sister um, a week after COVID hit. Um, obviously, that never happened because 
we canceled flights. My sister has kids and I have kids. We were trying to be as cautious as possible. Um, so COVID took a turn for all of us. It was not, I mean, it's been, I think it's been hard. Um, for lack of a better word to say that. So we, after much discussion with my sister, she ended up deciding after doing crayons for almost eight years that she was burnt out on it and didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and so I needing, wanting a career path, and I'm very much a workaholic in some aspect, probably why I did what I did before. Um, I really wanted to take this full force and see how I could take it and what I could do with it. Um, so I ended up, I think, officially taking it over from her in June, um, end of June sometime. And then it took a little bit of transition for her to send everything because she had been doing all the production mm-hmm. at her house. Um, and I had been at when I took over in March, taking over the sales, uh, doing all the business components of it. Um, but then I had to quickly teach myself how to do production and how to make crayons and how to just go with it. And I did. I started it and ran with it. And I will say the last three months have been incredibly challenging, um, but I am growing the business leaps and bounds and it, it, it's satisfying. Um, and I want to cry every day. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because of happiness? Because you think, oh my God, what have I done? Correct. <laughs> a little bit of both, honestly. <laughs> Um, I, it's, it's, it's a crazy life, uh, right now, obviously when you start a new business, it's not all as I joke, but sunshines and rainbows. That's what I tell my husband all the time. Um, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. It is a crazy amount of hours that you work. Um, but I get to be home with my kids. Unfortunately, right now with COVID, my daughter is homeschooled via remote school with the system and my son being three, obviously we didn't send him back to daycare. So in addition to running a business and starting a new business, I am a mom teacher and I am a daycare to my son and we just make it work. Because the reason why you you kind of decided to, to, to take the ownership of this business was that you wanted, you, you used to work longer hours, right? <laughs> and you swapped it almost, you are you doing more now or are you doing less than you used I'm to do? I'm probably doing more, that is for sure. But I know when you start a business, it's not so, I know that you're going to put in long, long hours to get it up and get it running to the efficient manner that you need it to be. And then you know, eventually knowing that after a year or so, I won't be working these hours, but I have to put in the effort now to make sure that I'm doing it correctly, starting it correctly. Yeah. So how do you, how do, how do you avoid burnout as a, as a mom of two little kids and, and also an owner of the business? How do you, how do you manage not to have a burnout? I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. (laughs) Um, It's, it's, you know, I try and make sure that if I have leeway time, I take my kids swimming in the afternoons. I mean, I get to go for a bike ride around the neighborhood. I try and do things so that I am not just completely focused on business. I also want to focus on my family too. So I try and make activities that we can do in my off time. And then I end up working a lot at night after my kids go to bed, um, trying to get back on the computer, answering emails, um, 
producing crayons. I have a tremendous support system. My family is amazing. Um, and my mom and dad help me a lot. Um, so my mom actually helps me with the production part of the crayons and she's here every day. I have a lovely gentleman that actually in my corporate world, um, with COVID, he ended up losing his position in the events industry as well, which the events industry is a hard industry to be in right now because almost everybody I know is out of a job. Um, and so he's been helping me on um, website development and marketing a little bit and just kind of helping me on the side as he's kind of starting his own business as well. And I think that what I've been finding is most of the people who were in the hospitality are trying to branch out into other things just to make a source of income at the time. So he's helping me. And then my, um, my parents also help with the kids and we'll take them so that I can get some stuff done. And then my husband still works full time. So he's, he never, uh, COVID did not affect his position. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good that you've got at least a couple of people helping you out. Yes, because, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, when you start up a business, it's important to have some kind of a network of friends or maybe mentors to help you, you know, with that, with advice and so on, but uh, do you have anyone in the family who is an entrepreneur? Because entrepreneurship can, can be quite lonely. Do you have someone yes. to talk to, you know, about your difficulties, you know, biz about business and stuff like that? My mom is actually my, my lean on for most things. Um, she was very successful in her career. She's now retired, um, but she was an amazing businesswoman and she accomplished so much throughout her life and her career. She is definitely somebody that I look up to and, and want to be like in terms of my career as well. So I bounce ideas off her all the time. I talk about what I, you know, she's the person I cry to. She's the person I laugh with. She's kind of right now my everything <laughs> um, in terms of that. And then my husband as well. Yeah. And yeah. I have a lot of my family actually owns their own businesses. My sister's husband, who I started the crayons with, who she started the crayons with, he is a very successful, owns a marketing firm. And um, most of my family kind of does their own business sort of thing. So it's it's something that I see everybody do all the time. And it's I had always worked for somebody else. And now I get to do it for myself, which I love. Honestly, it's it's very I'm very passionate and excited about it. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's good you have a sense of humor about it because it if is... you don't laugh I mean you have to laugh is kind of what it boils down to <laughs> yeah but uh what is the uh the greatest sort of challenge of transitioning from the corporate career into running your own business what is the greatest challenge there's so much that goes into the background of running your own business that when you're in a corporate career, you have bosses, you have other people to lean on, you have a lot more resources um, financially and just in general um, that you don't get when you're starting your own business. And it's something that you have to, I've taught myself a lot. Um, I also learned a lot throughout my career because a lot of what I did prior was helping people develop different programs, catering aspects to their business. So when I transitioned over to doing it for myself, really, honestly, it's almost somewhat of a mind game to me because it's something that you have to be in the mindset of that you can do it and that you're going to put the effort into it. Because if you, with, with somebody else doing it, it wasn't 
mine. I could, you know, walk away and be okay with that. But with mine, I, you have to put your full force into it. And that's just something that I've been, it's a struggle. And you're just trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong, because this is a whole other industry that I've never been in. Retail is something very different than hospitality in terms of selling. And especially with COVID right now, um, you don't, there's not many stores, obviously. So it's something that you're doing more virtually online. Um, so, but it's trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, and I am literally trying all kinds of things right now online, just to see how I'm able to get my name out there more. Yeah. No, I mean it's uh, what you're saying. It's 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 <laughs> yeah. It's what the time to start up a business. Well, start up a business, you know, take the ownership of the business. But I guess if, even if we are in a second wave or God, God forbid, I don't know, touch wood, we 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 won't be. But it's it's all kind of uh, in the UK at least. You know, there are some signs that we are potentially going to go into the second wave but uh yeah and then and then you know you'll have all these parents with kids at home and i guess the market is there it's just like getting in front of the people who who are willing to buy the product and to be able to market yourself but uh have you had any um side hustles you know some some side sort of businesses whilst you were in your planning events planning uh, um, job did you or, or this is your absolutely first entrepreneurial sort of um, experience for myself yes I mean I always did stuff on the side um, that's something that I kind of tend to do anyway I currently as I'm running my own business I'm also helping uh, another lady with her books and and her HR needs um, I do that one day a week in addition to running my own business it's just kind of something that I've started just doing on the side but it's for me it's always been if I was doing something on the side it had to do with the events industry so I was helping with a wedding or planning a wedding on the side or doing whatever it may be, but it wasn't my own business. It was just something that I was doing. So this is my first reel of owning my own company versus working for somebody else. Are you enjoying yourself? <laughs> I, I actually, yes, very much. So I, I don't want to go back to the world that I used to be in. I wouldn't, um, as much as it's crazy and as much as, as it's a challenge, um, I, like the challenge and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world so I'm very much hoping that I can continue the upswing that I can am doing and and um grow this into a business that I don't have to go back to the old life yeah yeah have you you know since 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 the beginning of this um uh, you know of, of running the business have you made any mistakes how did you go um about you know how did you uh, overcome um challenges did you have any 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 difficulties you when you felt you know that perhaps you were stuck and you didn't know the answer or it's a lot of it has to do with signing up for different channel outlets of basically of where I'm selling my items so I um, recently got onto Amazon um, so I actually have been officially selling on Amazon I uh, it's been that has been a challenge in its, itself it's it's learning how each company does it and doing onboarding with them and trying to figure out 
their processes and systems is is a challenge in itself, especially when it's not something you've ever done before. And something like Amazon is a huge conglomerate that they have specific ways you have to do it. So I have right now a challenge with them. I'm posted a bunch of my stuff online, but they are able to change the name according to the algorithms to make sure that gets the most that you see. And unfortunately they changed a name to a spelling that was incorrect and I've been trying to change it and I don't know how to, and it's just, it's a challenge. So I'm, I'm keeping selling, working I was selling it. actually in the US on Amazon for three years. <laughs> I've had a pet, pet supplement brand on Amazon okay. in the US. So yes, I know all the it's it's yes. just figuring out and uh, yeah i mean just once they created a second like inventory listing for me and there was no um inventory attached to that listing and and all the sales were come, coming <laughs> through the oh and anyway it's 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 a challenge but um yeah i guess uh, another question i want to ask is you know how do you how do you stay on top of things because obviously you have to learn so much and there is so much probably you still don't know about running right. the business how do you stay on top of things how what's your strategy I try it's it's kind of a daily for me as I get up on the I well I get my kids started I do school and breakfast and everything along those lines first but then I jump on the computer first normally at night the night before I actually organize myself in terms of what I need to make production wise so I have a whiteboard in my office that's kind of my okay this is what I look at and know what I need to make for the following day um, and then I have a list that I prepare for my mother so usually I do all of my prep for the next day the night before um, getting everything organized and then in the morning I get up and I get everybody else started and then I get on the computer answer emails go with emails and make sure I try and get back to those people that needed orders or whatever I may be doing in terms of answering questions um, signing up for a lot of fairs craft fairs virtual fairs that sort of stuff just trying to get more business and gain more traction and then um then I go to production. Production really takes up a huge portion of my day. I usually make somewhere probably at this point between 600 and 1,000 crayons a day. How many? <laughs> 600? Mm-hmm. Yes. No. So it's, 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 I've grown a lot. Um, when I'm super proud of myself, but I am, it's, wow. we're just step at a time. How old is your daughter? <laughs> Can you teach her? <laughs> she actually helps tremendously. It's funny. Yeah. So my she loves to help. She likes to help package. She has become my model. I actually just launched a new uh, kids artist aprons. Um, so they color their own, much like my tote collection um my sister designed the totes and it was an amazing thing so I kind of took that idea and play off of it and and somebody had asked me for an artist apron for kids they wanted it you know because most kids go to school they need to have an apron if they're doing you know just any kind of cooking or whatever kids like that sort of stuff so this then yeah. puts an activity to it so they send it with crayons and they get to color on it it sets and then they can use it and keep it forever and so she is my model she's my test maker she really helps me with all of that and she's so excited about it um, and then they help me my son who is three um is uh, an organizer, which I thoroughly love. He's sort of OCD like I am when it comes to that and trying to make sure things go in its place. So he actually loves to help me um, put things away and clean up at the end of the day and where things go. And it's it's very cute. So, <laughs> Yeah. 
No, no, it's great. I mean, definitely. We we talk about how to make kids more entrepreneurial and what is the best way to make them entrepreneurial. Uh, just to let them watch their parents, right, uh, being involved in entrepreneurial activity. And you are a, a great role, role model in this respect. Uh, for, your, for your kids and yes yeah, sometimes they say oh you know you can't be 100% with your kids but then kids are learning from you right mm -hmm. your work ethics your you know they, they look at how creative you are and they and they learn and um yeah this this is the great um way to learn you know about I have that conversation with my daughter all the time. I, I tell her you are going to be a strong, independent woman and you're going to be able to do it yourself. And I show her how hard mommy works to make sure that we have a life and we can live happily. And, and you know, and I want her to have that same thing for her. And I want her to understand that it's not easy. You have to work hard for it. Um, but in the end, hopefully it works out. Yeah. So what can you say about the mindset, you know, for the uh, opposite, you know, you, you haven't been um, uh, running the business for, for, for years. You just almost like started right this mm -hmm. year. But uh, what can you um, tell about uh, having the right mindset um, to run a it's business? incredibly yeah. important. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, I, um, I joke, but like, it's super stressful. So if you don't go into it with a positive mindset and you're going to go into it with a negative mindset, it's never going to work. Um, because if you're just going to go in thinking, I can't do this, this is a conversation I have with my kids all the time is I can, I can, I can. Yes, you can. You just have to find an alternate way to make it work um, and figure it out. I mean, you can, we're smart. We're all smart people. We can figure it out. We just have to put our effort into it. And there isn't, you have to actually want to do it versus, you know, not, you know, yes, people are like, oh, it's nice. I get to work from home. I don't have to go with anybody. I don't have to deal with a boss or work or anything, but it doesn't, um, you're, it's a very different mindset in terms of how you go about it. So you just have to make sure that you're on top of yourself. You're your own boss. You're following your own rules, but you have to you have to put in your own checks and balances. There's nobody else that's checking you. Yeah. Do, do you have voices in your head? Telling All the time. I talk to myself every day. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to get rid of those voices that say, can't, <sighs> or, you know? Um, I honestly, there, there's days I cry. I think there's days that I have a mental breakdown and I, um, and then I get up the next day. It's really for me, I think it's more, I get up the next day and I, it's, it's a chant in your head. Okay. Today's going to be a better day. We're going to start with a clean slate. Let's start over and we're going to make, make sure that I'm, happy and, is, and and really boils down to that I actually love what I'm doing because if I didn't love what I'm doing that I wouldn't be in that mindset I don't think so I think that it does make a difference when you love what you do yeah so when you feel overwhelmed how do you relax what do you do to make yourself back into this sort of positive vibe I cook mm -hmm. I like wine <laughs> have a glass of wine <laughs> <In the club. laughs> 
<laughs> um, and, and trying things like going out for a bike ride, going outside for a walk, taking a break. You have to be able to, and I had this conversation with my husband this morning of, I need to, and I am still terrible at it and trying to figure out, but taking a break for yourself, you have to also do something for yourself. Um, and, and if you don't do that, you're then just going to end up driving yourself crazy. And so right now I'm sort of driving myself crazy, but realizing at the same time that I need to find a different outlet of being able to just take a break, take a break from being a mom, take a break from, you know, as they, I, there's a commercial um, that comes on the TV every once in a while. And it's always the, I'm parents saying I'm going to take a sick day. And I always laugh because parents don't get sick days because that's not what we do. We're parents 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, but then it, in some truth, there's a truth to that. Sometimes you just need a break. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, well, for, first it's, it's, well, yeah, I, I guess uh, women are guilty that, you know, they, they, they look after kids and they sometimes forget about themselves. It's like I was laughing uh, with my, my my husband. I said, look, we decorated the bathroom. We put this really nice bath. And then when we had our son, I, I can count that probably twice. Once I think I used that bath, <laughs> so actually soak up in, in some salt. I still have the big bag of salt, <laughs> aroma salt or something. I don't know. It's supposed to be good for you, but yeah, it's been what nearly five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no time for yourself, and it's it's important you find that time for yourself. <laughs> Very much so. Yes. <laughs> But uh, what is the future? What is this? You know, what is the long-term strategy for 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 for, for ch childhood store? Childhood store. I'd like to be able to grow the company. Um, to be able to future, obviously right now I'm still currently working out of my house. Um, so future being able to grow enough to get a studio or space that I'm not having um, wax and colors all over my floors and everything else um, and being able to grow into where I have full-time production people and, and expanding it. So in order to do that, obviously you need to grow your sales. Um, so a lot of what I'm working on is trying to work with bigger stores, trying to get my name into some of the larger companies um, and getting larger orders. Um, but that also means being able to produce it at the same time. So making sure that I have my production in place. So what I'm good at, and just because of my background in hospitality, um, we used to do parties for a thousand people at a time. You had to then make, you know, three courses, a thousand people that ends up being a lot. So large scale production was something that I was able to really take from my old career and move it over to here. So hence me producing 600 to a thousand crayons a day. It's because I was able to build more molds and make sure that I was able to produce going right now I, I cook somewhere between four and five sometimes six pots of wax at a time um, so that I'm pouring all at once and then it usually takes about 20 to 30 minutes for the wax to set you pop it out you clean it up you make sure that it looks good and then I put it in give it to my mom who then starts the production portion of it um, so it's really trying to you know um, large-scale production 
which then transitions over to I can then produce for these large businesses to be able to do that. I actually have onboarded with a large business, which I'm very excited about just very recently and hope all that goes in a great position. And then hopefully from there, I continue to keep doing that. And then in the meantime, selling on Amazon, I sell on Etsy. I do my wholesale with FAIR. I actually just jumped on with Tundra too, which is another wholesale option. Um, and then I am continuously growing. I'm trying to start doing some craft fairs and other places to grow it. And then really it is grassroots marketing and sales, which is something that I've done for years, obviously in the sales component of the hospitality industry, slightly different, but mm -hmm. sort of translates to what I do. Um, so I am going to just take my samples and start speaking to people in person, because I think that speaking to people in person sometimes is a little bit better than an email. That's true. That's true. <laughs> But the next question I'm going to ask you probably may not like. <laughs> um, do you have a plan B in case this business doesn't succeed? Um, yes and no. Um, it's one of those I'm giving myself six months to a year. If I can't succeed to where I need to be in six months to a year, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'm very adamant about that because I don't financially, I can't afford to do this for longer than that without bringing in some sort of income. Um, and but it also is something that if not. I, my, my goal obviously was my goal when I left my job in the beginning. And that is to find something that I can either work from home and still be around for my children. And, you know, because I do the books for the lady on the side, I actually, I'm very organized. That's kind of what I like to do and why I keep myself organized in the million things that I'm doing right now. Um, maybe I'll continue to keep doing that or finding some sort of um, administrative assistant job, something that is going to be less hours Yeah. To to be able to be with my kids. And, yeah. and I, my kids are only going to be kids for so long. So that's, it's, that's it's, right. That's right. And why I'm asking, you you probably know the statistics, right, about the small business survival. Yes. yes. I mean, some say, you know, it's 80 percent of businesses, they, they kind of. They fail. Yeah, they fail in mm -hmm. the first year. And uh, it's, it's about, what, 50 percent by the uh, by the year four. Uh, so, so yeah, the statistics is not very encouraging, right? No, no. <laughs> and uh, I've I've been reading some article on I think it was Forbes about Elon Musk, and and there was like a little cartoon explaining uh, entrepreneurship in a nutshell, and there was literally you know um, a, a, a little sort of um, you know. Um, person throwing uh, parts of the plane down the hill and then jumping after that box with parts of the plane and trying to figure out how to put that plane together before it either lifts off or you just smash crash crash on the ground basically you know have a financial crash and that's pretty much it if you can figure out if you can find the right strategy that works for you for your market and for your product it's all well and good but there is a high you know, risk of, of not making it. So, and uh, I guess in, in the article that they, they talked about Elon Musk when he created, you know, when he started up Tesla, he didn't know whether it would be a success or not. Or not. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but it's, it's always good to have an alternative plan and you seem to be kind of going into this, uh, 
clearly understanding of the of the risks because a lot of entrepreneurs the startup businesses and they kind of have this rosy <laughs> glasses and they think i've got a great idea it has to work it's, it it will work and when it doesn't uh yeah this is when they get really frustrated and discouraged and it affects them mentally yeah i think my personality has always been and probably why i was very good at the hospitality and the events industry was i um i don't take much personally um but i also um i'm very good at thinking on my toes and i'm also very realistic like i i know sometimes my husband tells me to a fault um but i tell it like it is and it's sometimes not the best to have in the personality but sometimes it works for what i do um and i knew going into this that this may not work i'm going to give it my full valiant effort to make sure that i if i have to walk away i know i put everything into it and there was nothing else i could do and i'm okay with that yeah yeah cuz the idea might be the idea is great it's it's very often it's the timing which 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 might be wrong sometimes you well, and that's sort of my fear <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and the timing and with covid god knows how what's going to happen but your your business might be actually booming who knows but uh, yeah because it's, it's something that I have lost some business because a lot of the companies that would buy my crayons actually went out of business. Mm. Um, so a lot of the wholesale that I did, those bookstores and those gift shops, they don't exist anymore because they weren't able to be open and those people now have lost their business. COVID, I think, unfortunately, has affected so many people's businesses yeah. on such a yeah. terrible level. But what I have been able to do and what people are transitioning to is online. I mean, everything happens online, on podcasts, on doing so. If I can grow the online market, which getting on Amazon, which doing yeah, all of these other things. To customers, he is directly selling to customers, home educate, you know, correct. home educating kids. Yeah, that, correct. that's a viable market. But uh, no, I mean, it's uh, fascinating. And you are one of those resilient <laughs> entrepreneurs <laughs> because it's, again, good for you. I mean, it's uh, what a time to, to, to run a business, right? And uh, yeah. But uh, what, um, what you know, if you were to teach one lesson to starting entrepreneurs, what, what would it be? One lesson. Oh, God, 100 lessons. Hard question. <laughs> I know. I don't know which one to. It, it, having a game plan, putting it all down on paper, trying to follow that game plan as opposed to jumping around. I am sometimes terrible about that because I'm doing so many things at once that I forget where my focus is and really that I have to refocus myself again to kind of figure out where my plan was. And when I started all of this with my sister back in March, the first thing I did was my business plan, game plan, where we needed to be, what my timeline was. So sorry, I don't know. Um, and so that was really just the, trying to make sure that you stick to what you're doing, but then also knowing that things change and you have to be flexible to change with them. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Sabrina. It's, it, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure. And just to wrap up, uh, obviously, you know, this, this podcast is uh, specifically uh, focused on female entrepreneurs. And um, what can you say to women who 
have small kids and and they perhaps you know start just started their own business what what advice could you give them you know female entrepreneurs about i think that females are amazing humans i mean i think that we are multitaskers to a t i've never it's every woman i know seems to be doing it all right now and right now it's it's so challenging and it is so it's overwhelming. I mean, just being right now with COVID, I mean, there are so many parents and women in general that are having such a hard time figuring out how to put it all together. And really right now, it the best thing I can say is find the people that you can lean on, find people you can talk to, because if you don't find those people, you're going to be in a depression that you don't want to be in. And I think it is super important as a female mom and entrepreneur and teacher and everything else that you also find time for yourself. Great advice, Sabrina. Thank you so much for coming to the show and I wish you all the success. And uh, Thank you. yeah, I'm definitely going to check out your company in a few months. Thank time, you. But, uh, I, I really wish, you know, you, you take it off the ground <laughs> on that little plane and everything will be just fine. Okay. That's what I'm hoping. Thank Thanks you so much. Coming. I appreciate you having me. Okay. Thank you, Sabrina. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this show. Please send me any comments or feedback. If you're an entrepreneur and want to share your story, please contact me. The link is in the podcast show notes. Also, please see the social media links and uh, links to offers from my guests on the podcast notes. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who create chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. So I'm really excited. to tell you that this podcast is now available as an Alexa skill. Uh, So you can search for resilient entrepreneur uh, skill and enable it as a flash briefing. So that's all for me. Uh, I I wish you good mental health and you are just one mind hack away. Till next time.